Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Her Spiritual War podcast. I'm your host, Joanna. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the topic of how to heal your codependency. Now, you might be wondering, you know, Joanna, why is it important to heal your codependency? Well, I'll tell you why. Healing your codependency um, has recently been shown that it leads to healthier relationships, healthier sense of self, and a healthier outlook on life. And personally, from my experience, um, you know, as I've taken steps to heal my codependency, I've realized that um, healing it means that you'll actually have really just a low tolerance for toxic behavior. And it also shows that um, when you heal your codependency, um, you'll be less likely to attract people who are not for you or who don't really have your best interest at heart. But anyways, when it comes to healing from codependency altogether, um, according to what is codependency, what essentially is needed to recover from it is simply just self-love and self-acceptance. Now, you also might be wondering, how do I get to self-love and self-acceptance? Well, what is codependency lays out five steps to achieving this in your life. The first step is codependency denial. In this step, you actually have to admit that you have codependent tendencies or that you are codependent in order to heal from it. I actually like to think of this kind of like, you know, being an alcoholic. When you go to an AA meeting or an Alcoholic Anonymous meeting, the first thing they have you do is introduce yourself. And usually people say, hi, my name is Joanna. I'm an alcoholic, you know, and it, it, I feel like admitting it is like really just the first step. Because for me, even though I was, you know, out of my narcissistic mother's house and I was, you know, free for like three years, I did not come to terms with the fact that I had codependent tendencies. In fact, I would say to myself, I'm not codependent. I'm so independent. I don't need anyone, blah, blah, blah. But it was almost like whenever I would find myself in relationship with a toxic person, I became codependent. So I think it just goes to show that like I had to admit that, you know, I do have codependent tendencies um, and that does make me codependent in some form or fashion or way. And that was a hard thing to admit because I see myself as such an independent, independent person. And to admit that I had codependent tendencies was really shocking for me. But at the end of the day, Anyone who grows up in a dysfunctional household, having codependent tendencies is really hard to avoid unless you grew up somewhere else. And um, that was just a hard pill for me to swallow. But yeah, I think, you know, admitting that you do have codependent tendencies is really just the first step to recovery. Um, and I would definitely just take my time to slowly get to that part of really just acknowledging that, you know, 
I'm not as independent as I thought I was. The second step to recovery from codependency is to identify and accept your feelings. Now, I feel like um, as someone who had codependent tendencies in the past, there were times where like I would feel something, I would feel that something is off with someone and I wouldn't listen to it or I wouldn't just let myself be guided by that feeling, by that intuitive feeling. And um, I feel like when you grow up in a really dysfunctional or codependent household, you know, you're not really taught to listen to your feelings. You're taught to let someone else tell you how to feel, let someone else control you. And when you're recovering from codependency, you kind of have to be like, no, I'm not going to let myself be influenced by the outside world, by how other people feel. I'm going to stay true to my inside world and I'm going to listen to what I feel. And I'm going to let that guide me. I'm going to let my intuitive feelings guide me and so on. The next step to recovering from codependency is really just identifying and meeting your needs. I feel like um, as someone who is recovering from my own codependent tendencies, I used to believe the lie that um, I couldn't meet my own needs, that I needed someone else there to meet my needs for me. And that is completely untrue. As human beings, we are capable of meeting our core needs, even if our parents couldn't even meet them for us as a child. Because we're not a child anymore. We're an adult. We don't need to be dependent on anyone. And I felt like for me, the first step to me just realizing that I was actually like healing was the fact that I was I wasn't relying on another human being to feel to fill this void on the inside, I was actually just relying on myself. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more freeing knowing that, let's say, you know, if I'm depending on someone to meet a core need, if they leave me, I'm going to be heartbroken and, and sad. But if I'm depending on myself to meet my basic core needs, then if that person leaves, I'm going to be okay because I already have a way of filling that need on my own. The next step to recovering from codependency um, is to really just set boundaries. And the thing is with boundaries, and this is something I wish someone would have told me as I was learning how to set boundaries. When you set boundaries, you're telling yourself, my needs are important to you, not to anyone else, but to you. And when you're around someone who doesn't set boundaries, they're basically telling you, my needs are not important. When you don't set boundaries with someone, you're basically communicating to them, my needs are not important. I'm happy to put my needs above yours. That's not healthy. And I wish someone would have told me this because, you know, for a while, you know, I I didn't even think. I thought setting boundaries was more about like, I don't know, like just telling people, you know, I don't know. I, I just felt like. I always thought setting boundaries was just like this mean thing that you had to do. And I always just saw setting boundaries as like something that would keep people out, um, creating walls. But actually, setting boundaries, it tells people, hey, you know what? My needs are important to me and I need you to respect them. 
And if you can't respect them, then we don't have to be in this relationship together. And I, I don't know, I just, that alone just blew my mind. Just knowing that when you communicate your boundaries, you're basically telling the other person, my needs are important to me. Now, the last step uh, (laughs) to recovering from codependency uh, is really just developing um, self-care and self-nurturing skills. So in other words, if you grow up with a narcissistic parent, really just reparenting yourself. Um, And one of the ways I do this is I really just find ways to connect with myself um, emotionally, spiritually, uh, because I feel like for me, even though my mother couldn't meet my emotional needs, that doesn't mean that I can't meet them. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting to know yourself. I feel like for me, one of the ways I can connect with myself emotionally is through journaling. I love journaling how I feel. I love journaling my thoughts. I love journaling my anxiety. I love journaling uh, my depression. I love journaling like my worries and whatnot. And you know what else I love? I love ice skating. Ice skating is amazing. I feel so connected to myself when I'm on the ice and it's just a new hobby that I just, you know, took on. Um, and I'm glad I took it on because it, ice skating is one of those, you know, activities where like, you can literally just do it by yourself. You don't need anyone to do it with you. Um, and when it comes to self-care, one of the things that I've been just really good about, and I know this might sound disgusting, but like brushing my teeth when I was a kid, like my self-care skills were horrible. I would literally brush my teeth, like maybe like once a day or like maybe once every two days and um it was something that was just a really bad habit for a while um it was almost like I really just didn't like brushing my teeth I didn't like taking care of myself and I feel like when you're raised by a parent who can't um model that self-care for you it's gonna be hard for you to you know really just you know model that in yourself like just model healthy self-care habits for yourself which is what I'm trying to say. And um, even just being like self-nurturing, obviously I do my best to try and give myself hugs, um, but there are also other ways that make me feel nurtured. Sometimes, you know, if I'm on my period, I get myself chocolate or I get myself a heating pad. And if I'm being honest, sometimes This might help for some people, but if you like working with kids, kids are very lovey-dovey, very nurturing um, little people because they like hugs, they like cuddles, and, um, you know, sometimes being around a little kid can really just brighten up your spirit, so um, that's also another way I've been trying to find ways to, like, make sure, like, I'm putting myself in positions where I'm taking care of myself and I'm nurturing myself. But overall, I really hope these five steps on your journey to recovery from codependency are helpful. And, um, you know, if you are on this journey and if you would like to hear some feedback from me, Uh, please do feel free to leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash her spiritual wars slash message. I would love to hear from you.